You're listening to The Max with Sterling and Taylor Mack. Highly opinionated, and you just might learn something. Come on in and enjoy the listen. Drive it and put on my... Awkward silence. You know what that means. When you hear that, NBA season is back. If your girlfriend has gone to any season to open their basketball games, best believe she messing with somebody on the team. She definitely get hit by somebody on the team. Drake's going to get some royalties for that. Like he he honestly kind of kicks off the NBA season. He really he really cool. does. You look down on the front row, you got just good-looking people down there just trying to get shows left and right. It's basketball season. The best is early season like clubs in NBA arenas, you know yeah. what I mean, like the exclusive clubs yeah. and just seeing who is in there and who is not and and everything that entails in there. It's oh, uh, it's networking season down there in the lounge now. Oh, it's always it's gotta always got to hit one of them lounges. Uh but yeah, I'm rocking the headband because like Le- LeBron bringing it back. I'm bringing the headband back. Is LeBron 2.0 with the headband? Is that a man that we should fear? Is that you think it's going to be Miami 6 LeBron? It's not that just because of his athleticism, but LeBron, I don't know if you've watched any of the preseason. He has been locked in. And I mean like LeBron, you remember when he went back to Cleveland actually and he was very serious and he played a ton of games and was very engaged. It feels a little bit to your point. It's different from Miami because Miami, he had this like F you against the world type of mentality. Like he had this, this chip on his shoulder because of the whole decision and everything. Yeah, I, th- I think that was different, right? He was out to like prove so much. This is just like I am still the best player in the league, and I'm going to show you why. Do you think he was truly offended by uh, I-, I forgot what paper or or, or or outlet that released the top hundred players, and he was three or four, and he's like, I'm I'm here to re- re- regain my throne. He's made comments like that all summer. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's using everything and anything as motivation. Um, even, you know, the, the comments by his former GM over the, over the off season, I mean, anything that he can, he can drum up right now that is that he can fuel himself throughout these, this regular season, I think he's going to use. And again, I mean, I was watching the game the other day. They've played the Warriors a few times here in the, in the preseason. A few, or was that the only team that they played the entire preseason? Also that, well, I think they played the Rockets too over in China, but yes, that too. Every time, just Lakers, Warriors. Like I was like, is this a? Re- I must be watching a replay. It feels like it because one, they're the the Lakers are killing the Warriors right now in the preseason. But um, one thing I did notice though is the LeBron Anthony Davis pick and roll is unstoppable. That is that is a thing to to you go you going with the Josh Howard right now. I was I'm you know I'm gonna adjust every five minutes. I'm gonna pull a soldier. No, I'm gonna pull a Ray J. I'm just gonna. I'm just, just. I'm gonna keep you guessing. Uh, yeah, I was watching a little bit of it. My only concern, and I know we joked about him getting signed, and then lo and behold, like you said, what they do in exec rooms, Dwight Howard gets signed. The age of this team has me worried. So we'll we'll start out in the West. Okay. The age of this team has me worried. You got Rondo coming in day to day. You got Danny Green, fine. LeBron. Age, AD, this is his team. Dwight Howard starting, JaVel McGee backing him up. Health, health concerns is the biggest thing. No, yeah. this team this team is not – the roster still scares me, to your point. Kyle Kuzma, right, is, who was still sidelined with his injury. 
mm-hmm. uh, from USA Basketball. He's one of the younger guys on the team, but he's also like 24 years old. To your point, right? It's Anthony Davis's team, right? Anthony Davis is you know 25, 26 years old. But can he? He's he's always been a little injury prone. I think last year, if he doesn't go through everything with the drama, he probably plays like 75 games, right? Right. But can he do that? And can LeBron do that? That's the other question. It's like, let's just stay in LA, right? The Clippers, I, I assume, are going to load manage both Kawhi and Paul George. You have Even, to do with PG. Got to do with PG. He's coming off two shoulder surgeries. He's had obviously the leg injury a few years ago. Kawhi, you saw him. I think he missed 21 games last year. But the Clippers are set up for just success, right? That team is just really deep. I mean, to me, I feel like they go nine or ten deep. Um, Yeah, I I just – I wonder if the Lakers, to your point, can they sustain an injury to one of their top guys, and what does that mean? If if Anthony Davis is out, what does that mean for that team? Right, because like you said, that pick and roll is a thing. Like, you can't – when healthy, stop what they want to do. Mm-mm. Because I think Caruso, when he comes back, his athleticism that he adds, Kuzma's consistent shot. If Quinn Cook shot, you don't think Kuzma has shots consistent? Or He shot, the, he shot 31% from three last year. So. Listen, no. I rock for Allen Iverson when he shot like 34% career from three-point. That's all good with me. I'm fine with it. But Iverson wasn't a three-point shooter. We didn't. He didn't take as many as Kuzma does. Yeah, but Kuzma wasn't supposed to be looking at a three-point shooter. Now he's looking at a three-point shooter. So I'm gonna give him some space. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him sit. All right. I'm gonna let him come into his own. I think it's gonna be a better year. They had to stress some things last year. Uh, but I'm just from the expectation standpoint. Quinn Cook shot if his shot's always on. Good. Danny Green corner three from the elbow, wide open, looks good. But always still a little worried about DG shot or three-point shot at least. Um, I'm going to say this now because you're going to turn on ESPN. You're going to turn on Fox Sports, and it's going to be the LeBron Lakers show. I am not going to talk about the Lakers till the All-Star break. Interesting. I think that's hard, right? It's hard not to, especially when their first game is against the Clippers. Like who who owns L.A. is going to be the the, the theme all season, right? But it's also going to be, I think, right, if – if AD is healthy most of the year, he's going to have one of these MVP type seasons because he's going to be the guy that's going to be, I mean, the way that they're running that pick and roll, the way that they're utilizing LeBron and AD right now, I mean, it's just, they could truly be scary, right? They have a level, but to your point, where does the other scoring consistently come from? And I just, I, that's where I'm really scared about the Lakers still. Yeah, I mean, if the season started and it was game uh, seven or to final series, yeah, there's no problem. It's all fine, but it's not. Um, all right, let's go on a little bit. So you're obviously going to have the, the big storyline of the Lakers. You got Houston. Do we want to touch it? Obviously, I got to. I don't know what to expect. when I When you look at this roster, you cannot stop this team. On so paper. I think that's the thing, right? I, I think people are freaking out about it, but it's like this is you, – you now put Russell Westbrook in a situation where he has shooters around him, right? Shooters around him and – I love Steven Adams, but I'd rather have Clint Capella roll into the basket than Steven Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Then obviously Russ is not as explosive as he used to be, but 
I think we always talk about him being really bad off of the ball, which I think he is because he just kind of stops playing all the time. But if he does do anything off the ball and you have James Harden, who is such an amazing passer and manipulates the offense in such a way, I hate watching him play, but he's amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's – the thought of it is scary, right? It, it is. Uh, but here's the biggest kicker. Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have a scoring guard who believes he can shoot the three <laughs> and he will shoot you out of a game because he can't shoot the three. Like, they don't like long-distance twos. Russ can do that. Russ will drive to the basket. Obviously, a lot of two-pointers. You're going to have a lot of two-pointers coming from Russ at the end of the day. And that's not the style that you're you're going to get from a D'Antoni team. But you saw Chris Paul still shot his right. Like Chris Paul is more of a mid range guy, right? Yeah. And and he he didn't. I don't want to say he didn't sacrifice. Like he's he took more threes than he had in in L.A. when he was with the Clippers. But he mm-hmm. still found the way to get to his spots, elevate and score. I think you score the basketball the way that you the best way you can. To your point, right? What's great about Russ is. He'll grab the rebound, push it. To me, his best play in basketball is when he pushes it and then just stops at the free throw line and pulls up for a jump shot, right? Because that's the hardest shot to defend. That's what they teach you in high school. It's impossible to defend, and he's still one of the fastest guys straight line with the ball, right? So, like, you have to respect the fact that you can still get to the basket on you. Yep, until he passes the torch to John Morant. We'll see when that happens. But, uh, yeah, no no De'Aaron Fox there? No, not at all. De'Aaron Fox, I think, is faster than John Morant. Yeah, but I think when it comes to complete game, I'm going to go Ja, even though he hasn't played yet. Sorry. That just seems blasphemous. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think He ja hasn't played an NBA game yet. Yeah, I think Ja Morant's a better shooter, though. I think it'll translate better in the NBA than how it has with De'Aaron Fox. That's my opinion. I'm not knocking. No, De'Aaron Fox's speed, if not faster than Russ Westbrook, not as I don't he's he's really explosive at the same time, but bringing that complete game, I'm gonna go Ja because I think Ja's game is just on another level. Uh so yeah, you have Austin Rivers coming off the bench, you know Tyson Chandler, PJ Tucker, but when this team is rolling, what's gonna happen with the with the Rockets? They will go on, they're gonna go on like a ten game winning streak, and everybody's gonna be like, oh. This is the team to win uh, to, to win the ship. They're going to go, like, who's going to stop this team when this team is on? And then, obviously, what's going to happen, the lights are going to go off. It's going to be cold streaks. Then you're going to have all the bad stuff come in, naysayers left and right. That's just my prediction for the Rockets. How are you seeing it? Well, it's not even that. It's it's You have two guys that have never won in the postseason, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think they're going to have a pretty good regular season. Like I assume they'll be between a three and a five seed within the West. But then it's when can James Harden and our Russell Westbrook figure out how to get past – for Russ, it's how do I get past the first round. For right. James Harden, it's like how do I figure out how to beat a great team because he can never beat the Warriors. Exactly. Well, that's a perfect transition because I think if there's a year to beat the Warriors, it's this year. I'm worried. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm worried do you, about this. Do you think they make the playoffs? I really don't. Wow. And, it, and it hurts because you got Chase Arena, beautiful brand new arena. No, they'll make the playoffs. I don't – no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I, I definitely think they make the playoffs. I think, I think we're also discrediting the fact that D'Angelo Russell is really good, right? We are. I, I definitely am. 
He's and not – listen, defense. he's not Clay, right? Clay is just – Clay's ridiculous. But especially on the defensive side, the, the, for me, it's they're going to have to figure out how do you stagger D'Lo and Steph and then piece something together defensively to, to be able to be in games in the fourth quarter so that Steph can win you the game, right? Well, and you can't play this small in, that, in, the, West, in the West right now. So, so, if, so that's a great point going back to like what the Lakers, especially what the Lakers have, right? Is like right. there's just teams, you know, the the Nuggets are big, right? The the Blazers are gonna be a little bit bigger this year. Like it's that's a great point there. Like like you're gonna be looking at a floor that's gonna be Steph, Russ. Do we even entertain the fact if uh he can come back? So okay. If let's say the Warriors are a seven seed, right? Yeah. And let's just let's just put it out there that the Blazers are the two seed, right? Let's say they go. Let's or let's even say the Nuggets are the two seed, right? Okay. If Clay comes back in that series, who would you take? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Nuggets because I there's no, no way you're not. That's what, that, no, you're not. I My point is right if if they have a favorable matchup in the playoffs. But here's the crazy thing: it's like, would you want him to come back and then go straight into like a playoff series, which is just more intense? Right no. on, a, on an ACL. That's my. That's where I just don't. That doesn't make sense. But if they did have a favorable matchup and he was a hundred, if he is, he's not going to be hundred. If he's ninety yeah. percent, I can see him playing just because well, he's a competitive dude. Here's the thing. So even even if he does play, you're going to be you're going to taper his minutes and you're not going to put that workload on him. Like you said, the intensity of a series playoff series. He's just coming back. Do you want him to re-aggravate, hurt himself? You know he hasn't doesn't have that in-game conditioning. Yeah, he's forty clip. clip. 40 clip clay. I got gum in my mouth, so that's why I took it a little hard to say that. Yeah, he got the 40 clip on him, but he's not going to have that conditioning. So he can't go on those spurts. He's going to have that mental block of, of you know, re-injury possibly. So I am very worried about the Warriors. So what the Warriors have going on for them, you have Steph, D'Angelo Russell, Glenn Robinson the third, Draymond, Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting starting five, right? Especially with Glenn Robinson the third being the three. Might as well bring Zaza back. That doesn't make sense. They actually don't have a center right now, right? They just signed Marquise Chris to try to help them with their front line to try right. to give Draymond some rest, all that type of stuff. Um, and then they also signed Willie Collie Stein, who used to be with the Kings. I actually don't mind that pickup, but he's hurt right now. So it's just like I don't know what this team looks like. It'll just be interesting. They got the rookie from Michigan, Jordan Poole, uh, uh, Alec Burks from the Jazz, who's like is kind of a streaky shooter. You know, can be a wing defender type guy. I, I just don't know what I just don't know what that looks like, right? And the thing too is, remember what Steph did in that? Uh, I think it's Game Three against the Raptors, right? Was it Game Three or Game Rare. Four? Where Clay gets Clay like injured his ankle, and then KD was out. Yeah, but Clay was starting to go off, and then if Clay didn't get hurt that game, no, that's game six. That's the game they lose. I think Clay had like rolled his ankle or something. Something like Clay wasn't playing right, and it was just all Steph. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's game three, right? That, yeah, no, 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 and then this and that Steph quieted the critics. Steph well, he, showed up. He, he went for fifty, right? Yeah. And it's like. And people have been saying this all offseason. It's like, well, Steph could average 40 points a game. I just don't see them running him into the ground like that. Yeah. 
I'm gonna put he, a really, he, he could go for 40 every game. I'm gonna put a question mark on the Warriors. It's either gonna be a, a really struggle season, tough season. Uh, that's that's what I think so far for the for the Warriors. Lastly, for the West, uh, two last teams for the West. Uh, Denver, I think just quickly. I think the Nuggets are gonna be fine. They're gonna be you know have another consistent year. Um, two, three seed possibly, and then Trailblazers. I don't fully know everything going on with Trailblazers. You got every, anything for the Trailblazers? I haven't looked. I at think them. it's interesting that they signed Hassan Whiteside. Obviously, Nurkic, Nurkic with the really bad injury last year. Um, but I just, I'm just not a Hassan Whiteside fan. Like I just don't enjoy what he brings to the table from a basketball perspective. I mean, he and finessed I, Miami for some odd millions. He did, and it's like I don't know what he really can. I mean, obviously, pick and roll with he and Dame or he and CJ, and that should seem like it it would work really well. I just, um, yeah, I don't know, and I also don't know like if he's not get if say if Zach Collins starts taking some of his minutes or stuff like that, like. Mm-hmm how he is in the locker room. I, and I know he and Dame were supposedly pretty good friends, but I, I just I just don't know how that works out, right? So. I understand. I'm with you. Um, now, here is my future champion. You ready? Yep. Eclipse. Eclipse show. I think that's an easy – I feel like that's an easy out, though, right? Because Kawhi, coming off of what he just did, uh, yeah, but I'm not even thinking about I'm uh, I'm really not even thinking about Kawhi. How are you not thinking? That doesn't make sense. I am thinking about Kawhi, but I'm not thinking about Kawhi. What I'm thinking about for this team, this is this Clippers team is going to look like an old school 2000 era team. You're going to you're going to get defense. I'm talking good defense. You're going to get fundamental play. And I'm excited to watch it because when you play with Kawhi, he elevates your game because Kawhi takes what you give him. PG, lockdown defender, also takes what you give him as well on the offensive end of the ball. Uh, and then you got Montrez Harrell, um, bah, 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 Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly, you don't have to worry about him on offense, but you know his defensive game, he's bringing that Bruce Bowen-type defense. That's I just want another Bruce Bowen in the league. Uh, he actually shot the three really well, right? And then obviously you got Lou Williams coming off the bench. Like to your point, it's a scary team. Shamit coming off the bench as well. Shamit could start for a ton of teams. Yeah, he could. Um, no, Shamit's uh, starting right now. You got Lou Will coming off the bench. That's because Paul George is hurt, but I'm saying when Paul George is healthy. Yeah. Um. No, this I I, I really I mean obviously like I, I said earlier the Clippers are are like nine ten deep right. Yeah. And. They have a guy in Zubak who can play when they when they need to go real big against like the Lakers or the Nuggets or something. They have a guy that can do it. Can Zubak stay out of foul trouble? Like, yeah, that's a tough question. But to your point, right? I think Paul George and Kawhi are going to make everyone else around them so much better, and um, and they're gonna they're gonna lock some teams down defensively. Yeah, and um, the only thing that sucks about it is the fact that they're on the West Coast. And like tomorrow night, you got the ten thirty game. It's the Lake Show clip show. It, it just cut cuts into the everyday work time. You got work the next day. You want to watch the whole thing. You can't do it because you want. You got to stay up late. It's tough. Ooh. Who would you who would you who would you categorize as like your NBA league pass teams? Like who are teams that if you're clicking around that night, 
and you see them on, you're like, oh, I'll watch them. Obviously, the Pelicans are one. We'll get into the Pelicans here in a second. Yeah, but now, I mean, that was their that was ESPN banking on that or TNT banking on that marquee Zion coming out. You have the returning champs uh, versus Toronto, but I would have if Zion is there. We're going to talk about Zion right after we finish with the clips. Um, no, I was going to say Philly, but this is Philly's problem. We'll go to. I mean, we got to get to the. Do we, we'll get a quick breakdown of the East Philly. Philly fans are excited for the fact that their point guard can finally shoot a three and that their center is finally finally learning how to condition himself. I don't I don't want to, I don't want to talk about Philly cuz I don't think Philly Philly is not ready mentally to take the reins in the East. Um probably mm. maybe maybe Boston, maybe Denver and Atlanta. Probably. Atlanta's actually like a sneaky, really good NBA League Pass team. I think obviously the Nets are one just because I love watching Kyrie play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyrie with like Karis Avert and, and Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, that's that's a cool team, I think, to watch. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch like the Rockets, but I want to go back to your Sixers point for a second. I, I don't think we're giving the Sixers enough credit for the two pieces that they added. Right in Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Right, Josh Richardson was arguably at times last year the best player on the Heat. Al Horford is obviously he's getting a little older, but incredible he's steady. He's Al, yeah, just does what he does. Right, I think it also changes their offense, and I, I don't want to steal something that went viral, right? But it's a pretty obvious point: the fact that Joel Embiid, and this is what Russillo gave his point. So I was trying to say. Joel Embiid standing at the top of the key and you essentially inversing your center and your point guard makes zero sense for that team, especially because like Ben Simmons actually isn't great. And he he's great. If you give him a lane, right. He can go score in the paint, but you can't just, you can't just throw him the ball and him go make a play. Right. Which made, which had fans like you're wondering, why are you doing this in the playoffs? Right. Like why is your offense inverse when you have one of the best post players in the game? Right. It just makes, it makes zero sense. So now, now that off, now that thing, now that changes, right? Because you, this is going to be the tough part, right? Let's just use their starting five and let's not talk about them staggering minutes and stuff like that. Okay. If Al Horford does what he typically does at the top of the key and he kind of initiates the offense, where does Ben Simmons go? You still have that issue because I, I know he hit a three. And the crowd went wild. I don't have the clip. I uh, didn't even think about it. Crowd I'm, ha- I'm happy he hit it. I am but are we, are we trusting him to be able to either come off a down screen or come off of some sort of like dribble drive handoff without Horford and, and pull not- up and get a jump shot? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm sagging off every, every, every play. We all right? know what happens. We all, you remember that teammate that was like, hey, man, I've been in the gym all summer. I've been getting my shot. My shot looks good. And then when the bullets start flying, the bad technique comes back out. And every, everything that they worked on goes right out the window, and you revert back to almost that player you were prior because you weren't getting those live reps. Like, you can look one way, case in point, hate to use him because I, I love him as a player. You can be hoodie mellow in the in the LA fitness gym, but then when you need to bring that back out on the in, in on the main stage, hold it on, don't work on. like that. Hold on, hold on. We can't we can't I don't want to slander mellow, but you know I don't I will not I won't I won't stand for it, right? First off, 
Hoodie Mellow is a thing. I have the sweatshirt. Uh, second off, let's give me two seconds here. Let me give you his stats last year, right? I'm not saying they were amazing. I'm just saying he played 10 games. He has 13 points a game. Came off the bench, 40, 40% from the field. The three-point percentage was below his career. I Peace, get you, right? It was at 33%. But, but listen, like, I don't what what do you wait. what do you what do people want? Did you have mellow what? stats? Wait, 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 did you just have mellow stats just sitting here this whole time? Like, oh, I, I knew you were gonna I've been, I've, been, I've been waiting to tell yeah, I, I got this locked and loaded because I love mellow. You had you really had mellow sitting there for 20 minutes just listen. collecting dust. Listen, I can't I know have you like mellow here, like that. I can't have people out here smear, smearing my man's name. Okay. I didn't know you loved him like that. I respect. I'm. I'm not trying to smear. I'm not trying to slander. Mello's name. I. I think Mello is a great player, great person. All I am saying, when you see these players in LA Fitness putting mm-hmm. up these shots, yep. and you're like, "Damn, that's gonna be a heck of a season when they bring it out," and it don't work like that. We've been seeing Ben Simmons putting up these threes now, thinking that he can get the three-point shot off. Then you got Pat Beverly picking your boogers. He can't get the shot off. And they're back to the same thing. Actually, Pat Beverly will still probably stand at the elbow and wait for him to shoot. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like that. Uh, all jokes aside, right, I guess we're still doing the Sixers. That offense does not work. And again, I mean, obviously, you can start the game and then finish the game however you want to, but they can't go long stretches with Ben Simmons not taking jump shots. And he has to figure out a way to hit him. He has to figure out a way to score outside of the paint. Right? 100%. Um, just so, I mean, we'll stay in the Eastern, but let's jump back to it because it was the biggest thing to be talked about. And that is Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. Um, yep. What are your thoughts? Because we we've if you've listened to this pod in the past, I think we were one of the first original people. We I mean, obviously we praise him for his athleticism, but we caught for what it is. He's a tweener in a game where you can't be a tweener if you do not have a three point shot. Not saying that he doesn't have one, but the consistency needs to still come up. His athleticism's through the roof, but he's out with for the first three or four weeks, possibly with a knee injury or, or uh, lower six, extremity. Six, six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks with a lower extremity injury, um, and, and meniscus surgery. We look at Zion and we're like, he could jump out the gym, but what else can he do? How can this transition into the NBA? So, how do you feel about? Him along with the Pels, with you know Lonzo Ball coming over, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, starting with Zion, it's it's you feel for him, right? No one's ever done what he did in the in the preseason as a rookie. No one's averaged twenty four and eleven like he was. I mean, he was he was absolutely killing people, right? Yeah, I mean, Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, like he was he was killing people. So the the tough part about that is, I think we all can see. That he is he is a real he could be a real force in this in this league. The scary thing that we've all been wondering is can he stay healthy? And we've just never seen somebody with his body type. 
it, typically, right, someone with his body type would have been like a Charles Barkley. Right? That, that's that's someone that I could kind of compare him to just from his body. And that's like later years because Charles in the league early was thinner. Kind of, but he was still like chunky, but he was just, just we had no, no one had ever seen someone that was like kind of like had a little heft to him, but was still crazy athletic and can rebound and do the things he did, right? Yeah. To your point, like his son's years, right? He's still kind of thick, but he was like, you know, toned up and just could do different things. I just don't know if we've ever seen a guy at 280, 290, 6'7", that moves and does the things Zion does. Yeah. And you just hope that the Pelicans can figure out the best way to keep him healthy, right? Yeah. Uh, I I would hold him out for longer than eight weeks. I know people want to see him, but you have to you have to look at Zion and understand this kid, he gives you 110%. Um, when he's out there on the court. And I think that's something that he always has to learn as a pro is what, you know, pick and choose your moments of when you need to go hard. But I don't think he's wired like that. And so unless he loses weight while he is out, that's the only way that you could either a bring him back between the six or eight week timeline. Um, he's not going back, right? He, he, he just had surgery on his meniscus. So right. Six six or eight week timeline. Right, so like he wouldn't come. I mean, he's coming back in most likely eight weeks, right? All right. So, but I think he's if he loses the weight a little bit, that's tough. It's New Orleans. All jokes aside, I mean, it's it's real. It'll be very hard for anybody. I mean, it's you're in the capital of some of the best food in the world. But I think and, that's a tough thing too, right? Is like that's what makes him great is his ability oh to gosh, yeah, remember yeah. in summer league when he ripped the ball from Kevin Knox, and we're like, yeah, we're like, oh my god, what did, what did I just watch, right? I, I don't know. I just don't know what size he's supposed to be at. Yeah, you don't. I mean, either you do a nice weight room program, get his strength up, and he's a strong kid. It's it's a tough situation that you have with Zion because I mean, you watch the the Bulls game preseason. He's going up, taking the contact versus a seven footer, and then bouncing off and finishing with the right. Um, this will give him. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I, I hope he can get better, but. He has to lose weight, but if he loses weight, like you said, then what do you have with Zion? You have the crazy athleticism, but is the strength to be able to to withstand going to the basket like he does and finishing on his left, which is something that he needs to figure out. Um, a lot of question marks. I have a lot of question marks for Zion. But to the Pels, right, I think if he is able to be healthy, this team is really interesting. They're yeah. also really interesting to the fact that we talked about the defense on the Clippers Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball are two of the best on-ball guard defenders we have in the league. The only question is, is can Lonzo's offense sustain for a season, right? Mm-hmm. He can, you know, we, I watched that Hawks-Pelicans game. He hit a couple threes, hit a couple step-backs. Can he consistently do that? And, and what does Brandon Ingram bring you, right? Does he take that next step in his evolution to be like a, a go-to guy offensively? 100% agree. I thought Brandon Ingram took a big step last year. Hopefully, you know, builds on top of that for this year, along with Lonzo improving on his shot and his just his tenacity around the rim, because um, he's just known for that lackadaisical, nonchalant feel out on the court. You know, Mister Too Cool for School a little bit. So, Pels are just going to be an interesting team all season. But it's a very long NBA season. It's not jump the gun as uh, we just start this journey on eighty-two games. Um, but let's take it back to the Eastern Conference. Uh, we, we did Philly. 
Milwaukee, still not. You got Eric Bledsoe, Wesley Matthews, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Giannis. Brooke they Lopez, did. They did nothing. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it's it's about the same nucleus you had last year, and the biggest question mark with this team, and but I mean, it's the biggest. Actually, it's probably the biggest question mark for the league. Does John does Giannis have a mid mid range? If he has a mid range, I still don't think it matters. I think that why 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 not? I mean, what do you average last year? Twenty eight. Like it, I don't. It doesn't matter. He he can get anywhere he wants to. It matters in the playoffs because teams just the game slows down and you can like set your defense up. They're they're in the regular season still going to win fifty games. Like it just he's so, just so good. So my point of saying they they're just they didn't add anything is they have to add somebody. That's my that was the point of saying that like they have to add somebody that can help Chris Middleton shoot the ball. So. Zion, Giannis not being able to shoot the mid-range does matter. Yeah, in the playoffs, but not if you have – <laughs> No, I, no I, but I, I'm I, saying, right, like if they get the, – the, the problem with the Bucks roster construction right now is that they have Chris Middleton as their only shoot, real shooter, right, and then, you know, Brooke Lopez obviously stepping out. But – if Giannis is able to do what he does and kind of get into the middle of the painting, middle of the lane, and even if he hits a couple of those like mid-range jump shots, as long as you have another dude, right? Let's say the, I know the JJ Reddick's on the Pelicans, but like if they had JJ Reddick, right, that changes their whole offense. Yeah, I mean you got Kyle Korver on the bench. Yeah, I just think he's getting older, but yeah, to your point, someone like that, right? You just right. need someone else to stress the stress the offense. Hey, big time, big time Corver is just there for the playoffs. That's that's basically it. Yeah. And if you have that right now, it changes the way teams defend him. Right? Right. I think though you'll definitely see them make a move though, um, during the season to try and bring in another definite shooter, hopefully. But it's the Bucks conference to lose. No. I think so. No. You it's think it's silly? Sixers to lose because Al Horford. Al Horford is a big. I mean, everybody. Yeah, Al. Everybody always forgets that Al Horford is an All Star. Yeah, he just goes about his business. He's just really boring. Yeah, he's he he. I don't want to put him on the same plane as Tim Duncan, but he is essentially, you know, he's a silent assassin, just goes about his business. He's not Tim Duncan, but same type of. You did same, try type of, same type of personality, style of plays, boring, very fund, fundamentally sound. Yeah, professional, fundamentally sound. But let's talk about let's talk about Boston and Brooklyn. Okay, because I think that's those are the two challengers, right? Those are the other people. I, like I love the Hawks. Like those are the only other two people I, I can see winning the Heat. So it's going to be really interesting for Boston on how. Uh, I don't even, not even, I don't want to say how Kimball Walker fits in, but how Stevenson now runs his offense because Kimba, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Hayward's day day, Daniel Thies, Thies, great off season. You have Enos Cantor, great off, uh, great preseason so far by Carson Edwards. You have shooters across the board and you have great guard play and this offense 
is going to do a lot of motion. You're going to have a lot of ball screens coming on. And I, I think Boston can be very good because Kimba can fit into any system. He's not a guard that has to have the ball. Right. And that is exactly what Stevens needed with Kyrie, but you can't, I mean, that's just not Kyrie's game. So I want to see through the first 10 games, how this happens. And if, the big question mark is, for me, does Gordon Hayward return back to his old form? So he's looked good so far this postseason. They're doing a lot with him like they did with Horford, where he kind of has the ball at the top of the key and initiates. I think he's a pretty good playmaker, too. Um, the To me, the big questions are, and, and he just got paid today, right? Four years, $108 million or whatever, $10 million. Where, what, what steps do Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum take, right? Because I think I think Kimba is going to be your guy. He'll be at twenty two points a game. If if Hayward is back athletically and he's back mentally, that's eighteen to twenty two right there. So then, what is your next step, right? And it should be it should, to me. It should be Tatum, right? Tatum should be that guy that's at twenty points. But right, if 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 it's both of them, Jalen Brown and Tatum, like it's that that team is scary. Yeah, I think you made a great point. I mean, if Jalen Brown – Jalen Brown did not have the season he was looking to have last year. Let's just right. be honest about it. Mm-hmm. And if that continues on this year, you could either see him on the trade block or you have – you really can't put Carson Edwards in because you, you – but because you, you can't leave Mar- – just, just, just stick with me. Because you can't have Marcus Smart as your shooting guard because he can't shoot. He right. thinks he can shoot. And you can't run Carson Edwards there because Carson Edwards doesn't have the size that you need right. uh, as a shooting guard. So it's going to be an interesting situation depending on the play of Jalen Brown. I think that's the biggest key there because if he's on, then you really can't stop Tatum and you can't stop Walker. But if he's off, easier defensive situation to handle because um, as fundamentally sound as Gordon Hayward is, Hayward isn't blowing by people. I don't think. Um, we, have, we just haven't seen that since Utah. Yeah, since you, yeah. since pre since pre leg injury. So you can make a good defensive case for whoever plays against them if Jalen Brown um, doesn't bring his game back to what it was two years ago. So I think he's the key for Boston's success. But obviously, the media will bring it down on Kimba because he's the biggest name, and Tatum because of the year he had. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it'll be – I mean, it's interesting, right? And, and to your point about the trading, I don't know – I was arguing this earlier. When you give guys like that big extensions, and of course, right, Jalen Brown is an asset. So, the, so the, the thought process is you can't lose the asset, quote-unquote, right? I, I actually don't look at it that way. I look at it that if you play it that way and Jalen Brown stays at 13 points a game, Okay, well, in two years, that asset is has now depreciated, right? And you're mm-hmm. now still locked in for fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's interesting how they are going to play this, especially because you have Hayward locked up for another couple of years. Kimba's obviously there for three years, staying with Tatum. This is your team, but the the, the X factor, right, is Jalen Brown. So here's my sleeper team of the east this is coming out of it's coming out of left field obviously i don't think the hawks are a sleeper team i think the hawks have opened up some eyes 
yep. for what they could possibly do. So Hawks, no, not my sleeper team. Yep. Playoff last year. Mm-hmm. I think they got swept. Orlando Magic. No, God. Orlando Magic. You got Jonathan Isaac coming into his own out of Florida State. You got Aaron Gordon. You got DJ Augustine. Michael Carter-Williams coming out of bitch. Harris Ross, baby. I never know how to say the center's name. Nikola. Nikola. Vujovic? 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 Vujovic. No, but I think they need a little sleeper team because of the the grid that you're going to get. And boop, 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 bing, 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 bong, bing, boom, bam. Markel Fultz. Let's never say – let's – okay. Well, I'm just going to – I thought you actually had an interesting take. Um, I don't know. How is that not interesting? If Markel Fultz turns into Markel Fultz, because that's the word out on the street. Have you seen him play a game this year? Sterling. No, that, that answers, answers the question. Okay, answer the question. No, I have not. But okay. if Markel Fultz turns into Markel Fultz, if Markel Fultz is old, bing, boom, bing, bam, boom, boom, bop, bop, bop. We've seen from his preseason games that he is – he still has a hitch in the shot. Listen, if and, we went off – And he, like, can't shoot a three. Like, he can shoot a mid-range. If we went off the preseason, the Atlanta Falcons would be 500 right now. That ain't the case. I don't hold anything on the preseason. Yeah, but you knew in the preseason that the offensive line was going to be an issue for the Falcons, just like I know Possibly. shooting the basketball is going to be an issue for Marco Fultz. Possibly. Now, I'm, re- I'm super happy for him. Like, I'm super happy he seems to be over whatever he was going through mentally. It seems like his shoulder and elbow are, are in a better place. Um, he seems like he's having fun. That I think the, the, the weight of that number one pick and being in Philly, especially on a team that was good, Right. It's kind of lifted, right? He can kind of just, you're in Orlando, you know? Um, small, small market, can make mistakes and not be crucified for it. Yeah, but I, I don't see him being – I'm sure when they – I think we all would want him to be what he could be as – what we thought he could be as the number one pick. I don't see that happening. Well, I'm just saying that could be my surprise team out of the East. But the more sturdy pick for just making some splashes again this year, my Hawks. The Splash Bros of the East Coast. Hoiter, Trey Young. What'd you call him? Hoiter. Kevin Herter? Herter. Hoiter. It's just how you pronounce it. You say tomato, I say tomato. It's just, it's how that goes. Uh, um, what do you think the Hawks actually can do this year? Do you think they make the playoffs? Ooh, yes. Uh. The tough thing is they've got these they, they have these players on there like I don't know, it's like yeah, I love Trey, I love I love Herder, love John Collins. Kind of where do you go from there? I I'm not a big DeAndre Brimby guy. You still got Vince Carter on the roster, which is But DeAndre like, Hunter, uh I actually was a little upset at the pick, but after watching yeah. After, yeah, after watching film, very solid draft pick. And I see what they're trying to go, th- uh, what they're trying to do there. Long, rangy, very athletic, can play defense, and uh, can shoot the three as well. So, yeah, he and Cam Reddish have looked good. Hunters look good. I think Hunter, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to, I assume he'll start at the three, right? Yeah. And then you'll have Herder at the two. Have Herder at the two, Trey at the one. 
Cam can go either one or two. I think he's no, 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 he's not going to start. Um, and then you have Ohio State grad Evan Turner also coming off the bench. But so that's my thing. It's a weird collection of bench guys, right? Like it is. Evan Turner, Jabari Chandler Parker. Parsons. Yeah, Jabari Parker. Just like, did, what we are just, they do? did we just – hey, Hawks, I just want to come back home to Atlanta. Let me – I just want to come back down south. And then, boom, Jabari back home. Jabari's from, or, like – is he from North Carolina? He's from Chicago. Oh, he's from Chicago? He went to Simeon. Why do I think he was from the south? I don't know. That, that makes zero sense. You know what? Now I sound stupid because everything I just said doesn't make sense. I'll admit it. I, I, don't, I don't know why I had Jabari Parker – I know, obviously, you have Duke there, but I thought he was from down south. Uh-uh. Oh, messed up on that one. Put that one, Mulligan, throw it out. We don't talk about it anymore. We move forward. Um, no, it is, a, it is a strange collection of people, uh, you know, your bench players, but I think we might be able to do something. So, Hawks. The, the, the issue, though, is you have – two guys that are going to be your primary players and John Collins and Trey Young, who are in the bottom third defensively at their position. So that's going to be the Hawks' biggest issue is I think they'll be fun to watch. They're going to score a ton, but who's going to defend right on that team? Oh, crap. Um, I just had what I was trying to do, and I just I just messed up whenever went left and right. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Guard play. What what guards are really scaring you aside from Kimba? I ain't scared of Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons does have the side. Like that's a mismatch. You just put him on the block if Ben Simmons wants to play on the block, and you can have him just back down on Trey Trey Young. But then you do a defensive switch. I would I would assume. Um, yeah, but that's the issue though, right? Like let's just say they're playing the Sixers. Trey would switch on to Josh Richardson. That's still a mismatch. Yeah, yeah. Defensively, we have mismatches across the board, but offensively, I think we could shoot some people out of the gym. Eh, it'll be interesting. I just think the Hawks can maybe do something. I think get the uh, last seed in there, make the playoffs, hopefully, because Atlanta needs something. But I'm not going to go down the Atlanta train. Um. All right. So lastly, before we go to baseball and close this out, who are your Eastern Conference champs? Yeah, Eastern Conference champs, Western Conference champs to meet in the finals. Yeah, I've got uh, – this year I have the I'm gonna, – I'm going to do this. I have the Celtics, and I have the Lakers. Mm. And I have the Celtics beating the Lakers. Mm. Strong. Uh, out of the West, like I said before, I have the Clippers – and for the East, I, I still do think it's it's Milwaukee's to lose. I feel like these are just kind of easy picks for to, to throw out, nothing too dramatic. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I got Clips and Milwaukee. Could have picked the Knicks. Could have picked the Knicks. You know who would have been happy if I picked the Knicks? Nobody. Spike Lee. That's, sure. That's one I mean, one. It's one person, and probably James Dolan, because no one, no one has faith in that organization. And he's like, "Oh, one person is rocking for me. Let me throw him season tickets." Uh, wish I was like that. Well, I want to do this to the start, 
And then, well, I mean, because baseball won't take long. It's it's a seven-game series between two teams. Which song revs your engine when it comes to the NBA? Is it A? Sensual. Or is it B? What do you got? No, it's not even <laughs> not even a question. It's A. I mean, when you just hear that, it's just when, when the when the strings come in, the horns, or well, when the horns come in. It's like SpongeBob at the Bubble Bowl. You just know it's about to rise. It's about to go down. And then Nelly took it and made it into a song. <clears throat> he did. Uh, it makes it makes you want to have Jordan Era come back. NBC prime time game. Uh, 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 uh. No, I just wanted to see it. I'm glad you're on the same page. But I'm excited to watch. There's nothing like October baseball. Possibly we'll have this man make this call. Traded over here because of the Sanchez success. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions. For the first time in franchise history. The Strohs. First the Nats. Should have been the Braves. Is that who you're you going for the going for the Astros? I got no dog in this fight. Last series is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um like I mean we've said this before. We, I always thought it was the Astros to lose, especially after the pitching pitching uh, trades they made, shoring up the bullpen at uh, the trade deadline. Um, I just think it's going to be the Astros. But the Nets are hot. Hot, boy. D.C. can have another championship. I, 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 we also said that in the preseason, like the, they did make good pitching moves. It didn't happen, like didn't work out the way that they wanted to during the regular season, but that doesn't matter now because they're in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, and Howie Kendrick's playing really well. Ryan Zimmerman seems energized and rejuvenated. Um, I, you just never know, right? I, yeah, I, I, I assume the pitching of the Astros would be a little bit better. They're just – those three guys are ridiculous. But, you know, Strasburg and – uh, Corbin, and then obviously my man. Why can I not? I can't think of his name right now. Scherzer is sure. Like to me, Scherzer and Verlander are going to be amazing, right? Yeah. So what do you get from the other? For the Nationals, what do you get from the other two, especially Corbin? Um, and then what do the Astros get out of Grinky? That, that kind of like makes the series essentially. But yeah, I, I, I assume the Astros will win. But you never know. 
Well, it's tomorrow night at uh, 8 p.m. Or actually, if you're listening to this tonight, 8 p.m. Or whenever you're listening to, to this Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's, it'll be – I think it's going to be an exciting series. Pitching-wise, it's, it's going to it's gonna be entertaining to watch. There's nothing better than um, just a good battle between pitcher and hitter, especially after, you know, I know you've seen each other a lot, but you know what's coming, essentially. So – it's always it's always fun seven game series. Hopefully well, you can't say that because the Yankees think the Astros are stealing signs like digitally, not just like someone relay, not just you oh. at first base like stealing it from the catcher. Oh, I didn't see this. That's been interesting, right? Like, cause you have so many it's like smart watches and all this other stuff. Like, they there's definitely ways to do it, right? A, a year, I think, yeah. So the last postseason, right? The Yankees and Red Sox got caught for doing this. So it'll be interesting. I'm sure that'll be a story. I think in Major League Baseball is trying to keep that quiet, right? That yeah. if anything is going on, like they just don't want people to talk about it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just there's so much technology now. It's it's hard. I'm sure it's hard not to, right? But you should be stealing signs within the flow of the game, not like with a smartwatch. I mean, it's not hard. All you have to do is have a manager in the uh, in the dugout, have PlayStation views, sling, watch the broadcast, and be like, hey, bro. Let me tell you what's coming when you go back out there. Or if you're on second base and you see this, blah, 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 look, at the, look for this sign, try and get somebody a little signal. It's really, yeah, in, in the day the day and age of where technology is going or is at the moment, yeah, there's a lot of ways of using G, but that is that is interesting. Yeah. Takes away from the, from the beauty of the game, as the unwritten rules crowd would say. Right. No, it's just I just I like playoff baseball. I'm the casual baseball fan, can speak it left and right, sure. but no, nah, it's just fun. I mean, the crowd's just completely revved up, and uh, like I said on the last pod, one swing of the bat can change the game. With my yeah. very simple take, yeah. So you uh, you got the Nats? I don't think you said. Yeah, I got um, yeah, I got the. I got the Astros. Got the, oh, you got the shows too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will come back after in this uh, for another episode later this week after um, game one and game one for the World Series and the NBA season kicks off. We appreciate y'all listening. Go download and listen everywhere at To The Max when it comes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and To The Max Radio when it comes to Instagram, Twitter, and all things social media. So we appreciate y'all. Continue to support us. This is to the max.